0: It's time for a little something, I forget. My notes say I'm Professor Robert A. E. G. Black and I'm here with Alice Lauren. And it's time to discuss Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, but they're erasing me and I have no memory of any of this.
1: Hey, yeah, I am gonna forget about about <laughs> recording this as soon as I get
0: up. <laughs> yes, and then I just record it all over again. <laughs> So Eternal Sunshine, had you seen this before?
1: No, I, I mean, I'd always, you know, heard about it. It was one of those, like, it's one of the movies you just gotta see before you die. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'd always wanted to. I love Jim Carrey. I heard he was, you know, this wasn't like the goofy Jim Carrey, that, you know, movies that I've seen before, but yeah, no, it was my my first time seeing it. And as someone who also just saw Titanic a couple <laughs> weeks ago for the first time. Wow. Yeah, I watched, well, I mean, I watched the movie, but I was especially in, in this minute, I was like, I turned to my roommate and I was like, oh, my God, is is that Kate Winslet? No, <laughs> no way. Yep. Yeah, that was crazy. No,
0: it is. Yeah. At one point, I don't know if she still says this, but this was one of her favorite roles at the time she had done yeah, it. I
1: was like, that is not her Titanic role at all. That is quite an
0: actress. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's great. So we're at minute five. Clementine has just poured alcohol into her coffee and Joel is watching her. We're at a diner in Montauk. So this is essentially the characters meeting each other, although, as we'll learn later in the film, this is at least the second time they're meeting each other. She sees that he is watching her. She raises her mug to him and he looks away and pulls out his journal and starts writing, which I thought implied that he is writing the narration, except his journal is sideways. So I assume he's drawing, not writing. And narration, he says, why do I fall in love with every woman I see who shows me the least bit of attention?
1: Yeah, that's creepy. I did not like it. Already, (laughs) you're journaling in a diner. I already don't like you. (laughs) I'm confused. I
0: I get that. I think from the perspective of his character, I think it's not, I mean, it's not supposed to be creepy, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I think we're supposed to be with him in the experience of it. So it's sort of sweet, but it's kind of pathetic as well. Yeah. Meanwhile, we get a panning shot that goes from her to him, showing us that while they are sitting opposite sides of a table, they are like three tables apart. I also noticed here when I was counting the tables that I'm pretty sure there's a shadow of the camera and crew Mm -hmm. in between them as well. And then we are at the actual train station in Montauk at Edgemere Street and Fort Pond Road. We got Clementine walking toward the camera. And then I was going to say this was a director thing, but it's the director of Ex Machina who does this. We get a cut to almost the same angle, just slightly different, which you're not supposed to do. As we get the same shot, but now with Joel at the side of the frame, he looks toward Clem and then turns away. And then he, speaking of him being creepy or her being creepy, I don't know, she waves. But also he kind of like tries to pretend like he's not paying attention, (laughs) kind of casually just moves to the other side of the platform.
1: Very middle school.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She also moves over there. She waves. And in the script, it says she waves sort of goofily, enthusiastic, playing as if they're old friends. He waves back, embarrassed, and she takes a seat on the bench far down the platform, which they're not sitting, of course, but they didn't know that they'd be filming this on that location. She kind of just looks down. She waves again. He does some great awkward uh, foot shuffling. Like he's nervous about being there and returns back to the other side of the platform. So then we're angling past Joel as Clem leans backward to look his way. And she waves again, but she is actually already gone by the time he waves back. Then we cut to in the train and he's drawing. These are probably not Jim Carrey's hands. They might be Paul Proach. I'm not sure. Paul Proach did all the art for the movie. There's Joel's, including several paintings we barely see in the background of some shots. The direction for this, I found this was a memo from Kevin Ladson of the art department dated 13th, January 2003. It's on Paul Proach's website, which is very out of date, (laughs) but I'm so glad it is because stuff he might not have on there otherwise. It so Joel draws Clementine on train. Will Paul need to be with us on the train to draw Clementine? Can we do a sketch of Clementine beforehand with a rented prop section of a train? We will need three stages of this drawing and the completed sketch. So these hands might be Paul Proach actually drawing it on the location. Or since we can't really see what the hand is drawing, it's probably a finished drawing. And this is Jim Carrey. It's hard to tell because hands you can never be sure in movies. But the picture is basically a drawing of an empty train car, Joel sitting on the left at the bottom, facing away from us, Clementine with her jacket all colored orange, the only thing color in the drawing is sitting on the right facing us.
1: Just proving that he's just more creepy and more creepy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Right? It just yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he got out an orange thing just to color her jacket, which this drawing on Paul Proach's website is all black and white. Oh so you. that color was just for the movie part.
1: What was the fashion decision behind that orange sweatshirt? Like that is that is I mean, bright blue hair, obviously, but
0: it's it's basically who she is as a character that she does all like. He speaks of it negatively later as well, that she puts like her personality on in a bottle when she dyes her hair. Well, look at that. It's me making a big mistake. It is Clem who says that she applies her personality in a paste. Not Joel.
1: I apply my personality in a paste.
0: Oh, I doubt that very much. But also, it's a way to track where we are in the story. Because things are out of order, you can go by her hair to figure out when we are.
1: True, true. But even like like, like that orange and, sweatshirt, you know, I'm yeah. I was like, oh, okay, traffic, Colin. <laughs> Tone it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very bright. And her blue hair is essentially the latest we're going to be in the film because we don't get the bit from the original script where we see her as an old woman oh. getting her memory erased one more time <laughs> after many times. Oh. Blue hair is the end of the story. She looks for a bag for something. In the script, she's reading a book. I don't know if that's what she's looking for, but then... She looks up toward Joel, and finally she says hi, and that's where our minute ends. She makes the first move. She waved. She says hi. Yeah. He's just gonna be creepy. He's
1: gonna be creepy. <laughs> Both. Of them. I don't know. To me, and maybe it was because we just seemed like, and I mean this lovingly, a couple of degenerates. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, to me, it just it looked so prison bust to me. Maybe with the orange, you know, thing of like an orange jumpsuit. Well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That actually fits. That could be why it's orange.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Because that is essentially what they are doing is they are sticking themselves in this same relationship over and over again. I mean, we only see it repeat once in the movie, but the script implied that they do this for years. But they keep getting back together, erasing each other, getting back together, erasing each other over and over. So it being like the prison bus fits.
1: Oh. Yeah, my my roommate told me at the end of the movie, and she'd seen this before, but she said, you know, you know, the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing Mm -hmm. over and over again, expecting these these different results. You know, why would you end a relationship where you know it's not going to work? You know, it was was fascinating.
0: Well, I mean, I agree. I think. Ultimately, the worst thing that happens in all your relationships are they, is that you're the one that's always in them. Yeah. And so Joel is always going to be Joel. Yeah. Clementine's always going to be Clementine. The fact that they can get together might be slightly better each time because they know this isn't going to go well. And maybe they get out of it sooner each time. I don't know.
1: And they knew that about the, the memory erasing. It's not like time loop in a sense because like they know... Well, I mean, they know when they don't Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's the end of the movie is they know it's going to go badly. They know that they had reason to erase it already, but they're going to do it anyway
1: because
0: they like each other.
1: So you're saying that like this minute specifically is kind of their begin again. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is where the time loop just started to repeat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just went so back and forth everywhere. I really prefer movies that like, it's going it's going it's going and then like the twist mm. you know I think this was just so back and forth memory to what may be happening now to another memory yeah. to this. I just really did not like the the structure Fair. you know I'm, I wouldn't say this is a whole you know bad movie or anything it's okay there
0: there is one part of the I can understand not liking the overall structure because you got the stuff going on in the present the stuff going on the night his a memory yet it's erased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her storyline in the present. Yeah. But I think the structure of what's going on in his head is really nice because it's a relationship in reverse. They don't start fighting to save it until they've erased all the bad parts from the end of it. Hmm. And so basically their relationship gets backward to a point where now that's something they want to save because it's good. Because the first part to get rid of is the newest part, which is all the uh, horribleness.
1: I will, t- I will try to process what you just said. I don't know. That was as confusing <laughs> as this movie.
0: <laughs> it's a confusing sentence. It makes sense. I know they have yeah, the part that sense, but yeah. Basically, they erase the bad parts of the relationship first. Yeah. And so then in his brain, he wants to save it. And Clementine is the version of her that's in his head. So, of course, she's going to go along with it.
1: And, you know, like even like reasoning and why they would want to erase each other. I mean, obviously it could be, well, this sucked, but it also could be like, hey, we we miss each other. And then you recognize maybe after the relationship, you know, I really, really miss this person. And so I got to cut it out. (laughs) I got to erase them. Right. You know,
0: maybe it's better because they always have that good. Early relationship stuff of we just fell in love with each other again and we like everything we do. Yeah. And then as soon as it starts going bad, start over because they're still the same people. They're still going to like each other. They just got to get past that bad part Yeah. or it's awful. And that's the point. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this whole week is about. I'm I'm actually thinking of the line from uh, the room, the room minute, which you were on several times. It's like men and women will use and abuse each other all the time
1: well it's true all men are assholes men and women use and abuse each other all the time there's nothing wrong with it
0: and then they'll just keep doing it because they can
1: i mean to go with our theme is you know is this more of a anything to get the girl mm-hmm. <laughs> a little less so than the other two you know movies we talked about i think maybe i don't know <laughs> It's more to think yeah. about but it's more mutual in this case Although he does seem like maybe he he likes her more. He's more emphatic about her.
0: The movie, a lot of it is in his head. Yeah. So even her in those scenes is him doing
1: Exactly. It. Yeah, you're right.
0: And so a lot of the effort is him putting it forth. Until the end, we do see that, yeah, it's mutual that they're going to get back together. Yeah. But the struggle through most of the movie is his. And so, yeah, that's the similarity. In these. We
1: need a movie on her, her point of view this time.
0: Yeah. It's something that I think is missing is the script. The original script starts from her perspective. Oh,
1: okay.
0: It starts with her as an old woman showing up at Lacuna to get her memory erased again. Oh. And like, she's done it a bunch of times. And so it sort of starts with her and then drifts into his story and in, in his head. The movie just kind of spends the whole thing with him. Yeah. Which is... It's fine. I mean, there's room to complain about movies like that. Even these three movies together, it's a bunch of white guys having relationship problems. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Do we really need more of that? No. no. That's why I'm covering all three of them at once. I'll get them all out of the way. <laughs> we can move on to other movies. So, anything else on Eternal Sunshine, generally?
1: Um, maybe he's an android this whole time. You know, we don't. Know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're able to re- remove memories. You know, it's yeah. just a program.
1: It's all you just edit that other, stuff out. other theme. Yeah, all the all the programming in, in all three movies. I mean in life, but mm-hmm. also in all three movies. Yeah, how you re- reprogram someone to be a better person, a different person.
0: Yep. Sometimes to bad results. You know, Nathan keeps creating a new AI, but then they all just turn against him. Oh, man. Phil keeps trying to get together with Rita, but she turns against him because he's a dick. And Joel's, a, as we already said, he's creepy.
1: He's creepy. He's, he's Nathan. He's going to become Nathan.
0: <laughs> he's going to grow up to be Nathan. Yeah, he's going to
1: grow up to be yeah.
0: And then he's going to get trapped in a time loop.
1: That's right. It's
0: a whole AI time loop memory erasure movie. Yeah, it all goes together. Yeah. That is the show.
1: <laughs> oh boy. These three
0: movies. They're not three different movies. They're one movie. They're
1: one movie. <laughs> Surprise.
0: It's in three sections. All movies are all movies. Yeah. It was a great thing I heard recently. I think Alfred Hitchcock also said something similar, but Guillermo de Toro said that when he's old and retires, like he will have made one movie. Oh, yeah. But his implication was that like all of his movies are basically him trying to tackle the same themes over and over mm-hmm. in different ways. I'm
1: afraid to see them, and- but good luck to you, Guillermo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, even like movies I like, these are three of my favorite movies. And every week we find some way to connect them together over again because they're similar they're the things i'm into and the things i want to watch in a movie
1: yeah i was gonna say kind of all three different genres but not even that distinct i mean they all have the drama in them and Mm -hmm. i mean i guess time loops themselves are pretty sci-fi
0: yeah in a different movie time loops are definitely sci-fi and groundhog day not as much but even in this movie them erasing the memory is not really a science fiction movie it's more okay then what happens like it's just have your premise and see where it goes yeah so whether it's AI versus human time loop or memory erasure. What happens when men and women have trouble being who they want to be and getting together?
1: <laughs> every every single movie, every. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so thank you for being here all week. Thank you for having me. Where can listeners find you?
1: I'm on Twitter at Pod My Facebook is Alice Lauren. Podcast Socialite is my TikTok. And yeah, just message me. Let me know where you where you heard me and we can chat about movies or whatever.
0: Nice. Thank you for listening. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minute is just one part of an existential trilogy of podcasts. Tune in every Tuesday for Minutia Ex Machina, every Wednesday for the Groundhog Day Project, minute by minute, and every Thursday for more Eternal Sunshine. Follow this show on Twitter at spotless underscore minute and on Instagram and Facebook at Spotless Minute. This has been a production of Lemming Drop Studios can find links to more at lemmingdrops.com or join the facebook group lemming drop studio tour also you can support all my shows at patreon.com slash lemming until next time